A butterfly dies is a hex crawl adventure set in the forested mountainside of a prehistoric and mythical Michoacan, Mexico. Four days from now, an ancient ritual will raise the land and end the decades of flourishing times. But many believe the destructive tradition is not necessary for rejuvenating the land. Will you ally with the smolder cult fulfilling the burning of the butterfly miracle? Or will you help those who want to break the tradition? There are consequences with either choice. A Butterfly Dies is funding now on Kickstarter. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Bogar the Barbarian, and I'm excited for today's guest, our returning guest, Diogo Noguera. He's the uh, author of Primal Quest and Cosm. Is it Cosmosaurus? Cosmosaurus. Cosmosaurus. I, I, well, I'm not a nat- native American uh, English speaker, so I I may be butchering it. But, <laughs> I think yeah. I'm butchering it. <laughs> it's like cosmonauts uh, together with dinosaurs, so it's like Cosmosaurus. Cosmosaurus. So they're the Cosmosaurus. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Primal Quest we've talked about, and I, I'd ask if you could give a quick recap of Primal Quest to folks who haven't heard, because I think we picked up a lot of new listeners. They may be interested, but I'm also curious to know about Cosmosaurus and, and what you got going on there. <laughs> Primal Quest is stone and sorcery adventure game, which means it's it's set in a mythical Stone Age world, but you have sorcery, you have time traveling, you have aliens, you have older elder gods. So you play as, as natives of this primordial weird world. So it's like sword and sorcery, but in, at, at the Stone Age. So you have all this uh, mixture of fantasy, uh, horror, and, and science fiction. So we, we don't have that difference that is more common in more contemporary fantasy. Mm-hmm. And, and the system is really uh, well mixed together of OSR mechanics with more narrative and contemporary mechanics that makes the game... Uh, uh, at the same time, uh, narrative with these things that uh, players and GMs create the world and the characters in, in a more free-form way, but still tied to solid mechanics that help you know every, exactly what is going on instead of being all too too open, you know. And and if people who follow the works I have done, I have always been mixing elements from from different uh, styles of games. Because there are styles that I like, and I, I I stand in the middle of the OSR and the indie scene and the more narrative scene. So if you want to try something that has a strong OSR feel, but it still flirts with mechanics kind of fates or genesis or things that are more open-ended, try out Primal Quest. You won't regret it. And you can get the PDF for free and Adventure Ship. And we have even a, a Zine Quest project. By my friends are running it. Butterfly Dies uh, by Spice Tuna. It's it's really well made. The art is fantastic, and I think it's gonna be a great project. And I myself have like two zines that are almost at the crisp of being released, but we have some problems with art and timing. But it's it's coming, and Promo Quest will grow together with the community. I hope so. Check out Promo Quest. Well, Cosmosaurus. Now, what is Cos- Cosmosaurus? Yes, it's uh, it's an action-oriented narrative game that's very uh, family-friendly. It's inspired by, by games of, of uh, John Harper, 
especially Laser and Feelings because mm -hmm. of its simplicity yes. and Blades in the Dark because of this, this granularity of results and, and, and consequence. So it has both this, this, this simplicity and this granularity of results and, and, and how to explore the story. But the setting is what uh, really it's all about, inspired by the some of my favorite cartoons of the 80s, like Saturday <laughs> morning cartoons. <laughs> I like it's that. about, yeah, it's a game about, I, I always make games for myself. Mm -hmm. Who am I kidding? I, I don't design games for people to like. I game, design games for myself, <laughs> and I hope someone will like it too. So I, I was fascinated with, with this cartoon called Dinosaurs, which was basically dinosaurs that were like uh, space travelers, and they have evil dinosaurs and good dinosaurs and would battle together in spaceships and travel to different worlds. Mm -hmm. So that's what Co Cosmosaurus is. Uh, you play as, as cosmic rangers, like space rangers. That, they are dinosaurs. So you choose <laughs> which kind of dinosaur you are, what is your role in this in the space ranger uh, organization. You can be a pilot, you can be a navigator, you can be a scientist, you can be a medic, you can be a researcher or, or a miner that for resources for the community. The game is all illustrated by Lukas Kowalski, which is an incredible illustrator for Poland and has graphic design by Guilherme Gontijo, which is a fantastic graphic designer from Brazil here. And it's written by me. It has a bunch of it, it's really simple mechanics, only uses the six, kind of similar to a mixture with Lasers and Things and, and, and Blades in the Dark. It's full of random tables and tools to help you create content for the game, situations, you have uh, enemy factions and story seeds and all this kind of, of stuff that you, if you happen to know my older games and you see those two kits for you to, to generate ideas for adventures and locations, it's everything in Purple Quest packaged with incredible illustrations and a really easy to go and very flowing system to help you have this kind of cartoon action adventures, you know? So mm -hmm. it's a game for you to play and have fun and generate new adventures every week. Uh, as if we're watching your favorite dinosaur cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate it. So can I be a Triceratops? Yes. Yes! <laughs> and it's one of your core characteristics. So every, every time you try to do something that a Triceratops would have advantage, maybe trying to force open a door with your horns, yes. you'll get advantage on that because you're a Triceratops. Excellent, you know? excellent. I love but may, maybe if you are a T-Rex trying to pick a lock, would have disadvantage because you're arms are too small to pick the lock you know yeah but you probably time. could yeah you probably could have bite it off bite it off the the, the wall too so go for Who the knows? bite not the finesse <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have basically two attributes you have cosmos and you have sours so cosmos everything that is technical you record skills and everything that is instinct and brute form is your sour attribute so the title is your true attribute cosmos for intellectual stuff and, and yes. technical and sours for like instincts and, and force and everything has to do with your dinosaur part. I yeah. like that. That's cool. That's a good way to break it down. The cosmos and the saurus parts. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. That works well. So uh, real quick too, I think that there may be some people who haven't uh, been, we've been picking up a few new listeners here and there has been growing and so some folks may not have heard last time you were on here or the last few times could you tell folks just a little bit about old skull publishing because you've got a lot of stuff out there you've even won an emmy for an adventure you wrote for old school essentials correct yes uh 
I for for Miracle, I won the the best adventure uh, gold Annies in 2021 mm-hmm. for House of the Blood King for Old School Essentials, and it was one of one of the first adventures I've I've made because I didn't really believe I could write good adventures, but I guess I can. <laughs> so I, I've been trying to do more of that because if you if you follow my work with, with Old School Publishing, uh, Old School Publishing is, is basically myself. I started writing games in 2016, mm-hmm. but I think from 2014, I was ready, like contributing to some zines of the DCC community. Mm-hmm. It was a community I, I basically grew grew on and I owe a lot of my, my ideas about fantasy and creativity to the DCC crowd and the DCC philosophy. I, it's still one of my favorite games and communities. Uh, I, I made really real friends there. Uh, that we talk to to today we trade Christmas cards and this kind of stuff so <laughs> and the spirit of do yourself the zines uh, kind of inspired me to to make my first game it was uh, combining this with the the book still like an artist from Austin Cleon mm-hmm. I, I decided in 2016 to make a game in one month less than 64 pages and I, I created sharp sword and Sinister spells which was my first game, uh, Sword and Sorcery game. And it still sells a lot until today. And, and I'm trying to publish its second edition, uh, expanded, revised, with a lot of new stuff, a lot of new tools. From then on, I, I, I couldn't stop, you know. People say to me, well, how do you do? What can you teach? I say, oh, everything I can teach is on the Still Like an Artist book and the Show Your Work and other books for Elsie Clean. I almost follow that to the letter, you know. Uh, I always I finish a project. I I try to look for what I left behind open, and I create another project to to follow this. You know, so when I make uh, sharp swords, I said, okay, I made the system. It works cool. What if I make this but in space? You know, and then I created solar blade. So what if I make this but in modern times? So because I, I I love sword and sorcery. I love this this mixture of fantasy, horror, and science science fiction. Yes. So I, I work on this at Sword and Sorcery, and then I created Star and Sorcery because it's in space. <laughs> but it's yes. the same thing. It's <laughs> fantasy, sci-fi, and horror. And I wanted to make this in our modern time, so I created Street and Sorcery. So mm-hmm. it's Sword and Sorcery on the streets, you know? That's good. That's good. <laughs> and, and then there's Primal Quest, which is Stone and Sorcery. It's Sword and Sorcery <laughs> in the Stone Age. So, but I have ideas of many others uh, and Sorcery. Good, have, good. <laughs> yeah. I want to do sea and sorcery, so like pirates oh. and sorcery and horror and, and yes. technology, and and snow and sorcery, like this world that the the sun has died and it's freezing, <laughs> so it's snow and sorcery, you know? and 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 other other, other stuff. <laughs> that's good. I'm excited to see all that's coming because we recently reviewed quite a few. Running out of time, and then well, the other one I didn't grab when I was come over here. We recently reviewed Running Out of Time. I think the other one. Was uh, star- screams amongst the stars? Is that what what it was titled? That yeah, recently viewed our zine Thursday. I like those ones as well. Those are really good. Yeah, I need to make more stuff for them, <laughs> but I'm only one person, and I'm trying to juggle <laughs> all these ideas. It's yes. hard. I need some clones. I had some. I had some. I had some. Uh, I had a few questions I wanted to ask that may be off. More about like creating the games and stuff like that. And there's been a lot of stuff going on. And I know that you, I, I've, I've seen things you've posted to the internet and stuff like that. And I'm following what you're saying. And, and I was like, well, I'd really like to hear 
uh, here, you come on here, maybe give what it is, how it is, because let's say that the game industry has faced a lot of uproars in the year 2023. Yeah. We have we have the emergence of AI, we have the open game license, we have all these things going on that people have been talking a lot about. And I'm curious how you feel or see that those things impact you and your position in all this. Well, first talking about the AI stuff, mm -hmm. right? Uh, when when those generators, the image generators started to appear, I kind of subscribed to Midjourney to see how it was. And in the beginning, it's very exciting because you just typed words and things started to appear. And it feels like you're doing something, but you're, at least for me, I, I, I felt like it was an alternative to drum scrolling. I see it's like more like a toy to play with, mm -hmm. but it's inherently as, as, as art to be used in publications for myself. I, I don't I don't see it's a viable uh, not not only because all of the moral questions about where they're stealing this this style of artwork from uh, where those databases are exploring contents and all this this really moral questions and ethic problems of the AI itself and not only of exploring uh, the work of others all the reprehensible stuff there is on the internet mm -hmm. uh, these are are taking this from this too so. All, all misogyny and, and, and racism and all those problems are the AI are, are absorbing this. So mm -hmm. there is inherently some some really tough problems in the art itself that can pop up even if you not intended. So watch out for that. But not only that, for me the art it's it's really technically well made. You look you look at it and, and, and it looks really well made. You know. But after a while, I started looking at them, and they all seem empty to me because you see all this this complex image, but but you don't see a narrative in in the images. You no, know? mm -hmm. let's let's take like a, a a classic image that everybody knows, like the the Last Supper. Yes, you know from Jesus. You know there is Jesus in the middle, and you see all these these other characters. They are all every one of them is doing something. They are talking to each other. They they are fiddling with something. They all telling a story. Well, majority of, of AR that I've seen, there isn't really a narrative there. People are on this this township stoic poses, or or they're not saying anything. They're not gesticulating. They're not. Sometimes they have exaggerated expressions, you know. Yes. But you don't know what's going on. What is the story behind this image? Most of the time, uh, they show people from behind because you can see their expression. You don't see anything from them. They make good concept arts, I would say. Mm -hmm. But for uh, RPG and for telling stories, for me, they, they still seem empty somehow. Maybe because they're empty. They're not really real people creating that art. They're just following patterns. And when we are art artists creating something, you're trying to tell a story there. You have some kind of intention. And with this, these machines, they don't have it. They're just reproducing a pattern based on the words you put there. So it's, it's really, I don't know. The artists see them, they seem repetitive and they seem empty, even mm -hmm. though they seem really well made, you know? Yes. So that yeah. makes sense. Yes. Now, how did the whole, there was a whole kerfuffle recently about open game licenses and things have changed. I'm curious to get some of your take. Was that yeah. something that impacted you? And you have feelings, thoughts? I'm curious to know where you're coming at. For me personally, mm -hmm. all of my games don't use the OGL. I mean, Sharp Swords and, and, and Stormer Blades and Dark Streets, I have. I think I, I put the OGL there 
But now I realize I, I didn't even have to because I didn't use text for anyone. I didn't use the same uh, name for spells. I didn't use the same names for any mm -hmm. of the stats. So I really didn't have to use the OGL. So they are totally OGL free. I prefer to make my, my stuff Creative Commons anyway. But the OGL affects a lot of the stuff that I follow and that sometimes write for other yes. games. And, and it affects a lot of people I care for. They, they affect mm -hmm. their livelihoods. Uh, their tranquility and, and even uh, if I, it's not the focus of my work, there's always a possibility for me to explore. And I think everybody had this idea that this was irrevocable. And Wizards of the Coast just broke the confidence of everyone <laughs> and, and, and basically said, screw you, this is mine. I, I want to make more money than I already do, even though I already am at the top of my industry. Yeah, I want more. <laughs> and I want to partner every single you small guys. So that, that that for me was like, what the hell is that? What they're <laughs> trying to do? You know, all these people, even even though critical role that made millions of dollars, they made money off your game too. But your game grew so much because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you already you they already got so much money out of critical role because they sold the game. I mean, it was like free marketing, pretty much. Yeah. And, and they're, they're trying to screw this up. And, and then they now act like, oh, forget I said anything. No. <laughs> no. You can't do that. You can't... It's like they put, they put a store on fire. And then now they put out the fire. They want to be applauded for putting out the fire. They, they, they started themselves, you know. And I got the impression that the move of putting their 5.1 uh, SRD into the Creative Commons was kind of like, okay... Well, we realize now we need to keep ourselves at the center of the community for people to work with. We're going to try to trump everybody by making ours solidified into the public forever for Creative Commons. <laughs> that was just the impression yeah. I got. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it will play out, but I'm happy, at least for now, those games I support and I like so much are, are safe. And we'll be able to keep OSC. Yeah. This is Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this stuff like uh, Sony sort of source of Hyperborea, oh, uh, which I really care about too, and I, and I'm so honored to have uh, illustrations on their new core book. Oh, that's right, and we've we've you did do. I, I almost forgot to bring that up because that's one of our that's one of our big games we play here every other Wednesday. Logar is my character from Astonishing Swordsman and Sources of Hyperborea, and the third edition books are gorgeous. <laughs> you had a yeah. you had a hand in those, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm so proud for them. Like I, I've been following AS and SH for for since the beginning. I have the box that sat here, and it's so good. It's it's a really incredible game. It was one of the the games that influenced. My desire to make games, like the first, my first attempt to make a game was called Warlocks and Barbarians. We only have it in Portuguese. <laughs> it's really have influenced by uh, Sodoman Sorcerer, DCC, and, and, and but I already had some narrative stuff on it, and I tried to simplify some stuff. And but it's it's a fantastic game, and and, and being able to to, contrib to contribute to its core book with art was really a special occasion for me. It's a nice book. I really like it. It's, it's got a special spot on my shelf back there. I don't know if you can see it or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, we're about on time. Could you tell the listeners where they can pick some of your stuff up, where they should find you online, and and, and, yeah. and be able to get some of what you got out there? Yeah, you can find me online at uh, Twitter and Instagram, 
the same handle. It's Diogo underline old skull with the old bone in your face, not the place you go to learn useless <laughs> stuff. Yes. Uh, <laughs> old skull. <laughs> old skull. Diogo underline old skull. On Facebook too, you can look for Diogo Nogueira or, or Old School Publishing. And you can find my stuff at, at DriveThruRPG and Exalted Funeral. We have, I've been releasing some of my games in print there. You'll have, you'll see more stuff in there too soon. Uh, but some of my older stuff you can get on, on DriveThruRPG at Print on Demand and PDFs at each two, if you prefer that. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's been good getting a chance to talk to you again. I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. It's always great to chat about stuff, gaming, and what's happening with our community that I care so much about, too. No doubt. No, it's, it's good. I, I, I like your. I, I like hearing from you. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of your work. We got a lot of it here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, your podcast is great, too. I always like to hear from other authors what's happening with them and what they're making. So thank you. Thank you for doing this. Did no, that no too. doubt. Thank you. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wildlies and Wizards. Wildliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter and TikTok at Logar Hale Crom. We're on Patreon. We can always use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wildlies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.